Welcome to the motherfucking street. This is the Otaku Street Podcast. And we're going to have a treat for this episode. We're taking, our, we're taking a break from our normal talking about Joran, the Princess of Snow and Blood. But before that, we're going to get into our bullshit banter. And we also have a special guest. We have all four of the otakus with us, but then we have a special guest. He can introduce himself. And his mic is off. So I'm just going to refer to him as Jake for now. No, nah, no, nah, he, was, he was giving you the five seconds. <laughs> <laughs> per your rule, I was counting down five Mississippis. But good evening, everyone. It is I, Jake Don Soiree, the third. And uh, glad to be a part of this and talk some good shit. We're happy to have you here, Don Soiree. We also have me. It's, it's, it's me. Chris, <laughs> it's me. Uh, well, Hi, everyone. It's me. And uh, got my partners here with me, obviously. Wolf is here. Yeah, there you go. Wolf, Wolf's here. And your uncultured boy, Adam. What do you mean? You're very cultured and lo- looking very debonair. <laughs> myself all of you in fact i think that everybody's beard is looking on fleek right now if i do say so my goddamn oh oh it absolutely is not it absolutely is not (laughs) well do not i look i look a whole mess zoom takes off 20 pounds so you're you're doing fine well you're doing fine said anything about that (laughs) (laughs) i meant off of your beard Uh, yeah (laughs) <laughs> okay jamal oh uh, so <laughs> does anybody have anything that you want to talk about i know at least what i know j cole's album came out but is there anything like otaku related that anybody wants to talk about if not we can talk about that so i have two things to talk about really quick one Aristo, that's a nice shirt that you have on i wonder who designed it Ooh. like eight years ago and then i never <laughs> i never saw any money for it but that's besides the point <laughs> <laughs> I forgot you designed that shirt. I got like $30 and that was it, which is fine. But I asked for royalties. I had no idea that you designed this. Yeah, That's- nobody knows because I was never <laughs> shouted out. So it's all good. Hold on. Are you saying that, that your school soldier shit and didn't tell you? What What are you talking? Do you see his shirt? No, I, I no, I I didn't see it. The 301. The listeners oh, would be able to oh, see okay. it. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> okay, never mind. Never mind. Okay. Never mind. Somebody's. I'm not gonna say. Here's the deal. Soldier shit. That's crazy. Here's the deal, though. Until I get some sort of recognition, and there's no beef, nothing like that. But until I get some sort of recognition, no free clout. No free clout. On that note, real quick, if it makes you feel better, someone on this call no longer puts money into that individual's pockets. That that's very that, true. That, that's that, very true. That's that individual. On. That individual has been ripping us off. That's straight on some uh, disrespectful Netflix. I'm about to go take the Chappelle show and not pay Chappelle shit. Like or how how I'm sorry, Com- um, Comedy Central didn't pay Dave Chappelle for them putting it on Netflix. It's like what what do you what is his show? Is his name is all, what do you? Yeah, that that shit. That that type of shit irks me. I'm sorry. Yeah, we're ahead. getting we're getting down and dirty this early in the podcast, but uh, Man, we're um, talking about ownership and shit already. Sheesh. I know, right? Royalties, copyright, yada yada. Uh, second point I wanted to make was uh, I beat Resident Evil Eight. I know I mentioned that last uh, episode that 
I think it was last episode mentioned that I started playing that and I beat it. And uh, that was a wild fucking ride. I tell you that much. Still not otaku related, but it is. It's video game related. Well, sure, but I, yeah. actually, I mean, Resident Evil is a Japanese property, so I mean, Capcom. When did so, that game come out? Uh, like uh, last last week. week. Oh, jeez. So, <laughs> I'm on the market for a game system. What does everyone on here have? We all have a Switch. That's what we all have. Me and Chris have PS4s. Chris has a PS5, and then Adam and Wolpe have Xbox Ones. Correct. Yeah. So if you're looking for a video game system, you should probably get a Switch because we all have the Switch. And then you can you can choose your general in terms of the console wars because the Switch is always just like, hey guys, I'm around, but you don't have to buy me. You can. And then Xbox and PlayStation are like, dude, I will fuck your face if you come near me. So <laughs> you can kind of make your decision that way. I'll get the Switch regardless, but I wanted to start off with the one that's going to be in the home first um assuming that's the more expensive one i haven't seen switch prices before so 270 or something 250 if you're looking for on the cheap side then you could get a 300 dollar xbox that's all digital so you don't have to put any disc or anything into it and it's the it's the new generation xbox that's one thing that they do have over PlayStation right now because the old digital PlayStation is $400. That's going to give you everything that, that you need. If you wanted the disc, the disc systems, they both cost $500, though. The new Xbox and the new PlayStation. As far as... Pause? Mm-hmm. What did, what did you slip in there for a second, Chris? Was that a Freudian I, slip? I, I knew you were going to bring that up. Oh yeah, no. Um, you just said something about taking dick or something. I don't know what you were talking about, but uh, Freudian slip. It's fine. It's fine. And you're talking about the PS5, right, uh, Chris? I sure am talking because, about the PS5. Because you're not even going to be able to find one. So you're not going to be able to find one until next year. <laughs> <laughs> and that's an accurate, accurate depiction. Jamal's been actively trying to get one, and he hasn't got one yet. So I almost could have got one. To be honest, to be honest, I could have got one, but I have podcast equipment to invest into first. But next time I see it, then I'll cop it. Cause I had to get these headphones first. Time out, Jamal. Jamal, you what just got you those see? yesterday. He just got those yesterday. <laughs> talking about mm, podcast equipment. Boy, the PS5 came out like eight months ago. Okay, but I couldn't get it before then. Cause it's just like a legendary item in a loot box. Could you have gotten it yesterday? I could have got it. When could I got it? I want to say Saturday or Sunday. I could have gotten it from my job. They so had there. them there, and then you didn't even tell anybody. Damn! Right. You could have put somebody on Jamal. True. Damn. True. I love. Fuck me. I get the bag and flip it and tumble it. Like shit. <laughs> <laughs> like shit, I could have flipped that shit for like a thousand dollars easily. Fucking scalper out here. Next time, next time I'll know. Next time I'll know. Goddamn scumbag. <laughs> <laughs> well, damn. Minus the dicks comment, the rest of you agree with what Chris was saying regarding the console options. I mean, it's really just the PlayStation or the Xbox Series S. But either way, there's no like, there's not enough games out for either system. So it really wouldn't make a difference. Well, I mean, there are games, nothing new, just they're old games, but 
I mean, there are games. There's nothing significant. If you if you're looking for like old games and you want to be able to see those old games be better, then definitely I would say Xbox. If you're looking for more third party or first party exclusives, I would say PlayStation. That's that's what I would say because the only thing in in the horizon to speak of is um halo the new halo that's about to come out and then everything else we really don't know much about except for what bethesda is working on and that stuff might be coming to both some of those games are going to be coming to both playstation and xbox so yeah that's my little synopsis either system you get you're just going to be playing a lot of like current gen ports of previous gen games like for example xbox has game pass which has pretty much every bethesda game which is like fallout skyrim you know that kind of stuff not every game but like you know like the big ones doom wolfenstein all those ones they also have a lot of like third-party games too which some of them are just god-awful but like they're playable but they're not very fun and then playstation has uh, a lot of like playstation like three and four ports and stuff like that so what's the playstation thing called ps plus yeah, P- PS Plus is uh, not the equivalent, but the, what they're trying to do is make PS Now the equivalent to it, but it's not. Yes, Now. Yeah, PS Now sucks. It's it's not good. Don't don't let them fool you. It's nothing as good as uh, Game Pass because first of all, on Game Pass you can download all the games, and then on PlayStation Now you have to stream like all the PS3 libraries. So it's like it's it's dumb. It pisses me off. But I digress. Anyways. I will say that Game Pass is a a damn good deal, like a a damn really good is. deal. Uh, that's that's like that. It hurts my heart to say it because I sitting with a fucking PS Five up there, but I would love to have a, uh, Xbox for Game Pass because it's it's a damn good deal. Yeah, like Game Pass used to be separate from Xbox Live, which I guess they're now calling Xbox Network, but no one calls it that because that's a stupid fucking name. And um, you can change the name after twenty years and expect people to just go with it. Right. So then Xbox Live alone was like $50 a year or like, I don't know, like like 15 a month or something like that. And then Game Pass was another separate like 20 bucks, but now it's all like $16 like every month. So you get Game Pass and Xbox Live. So that is a amazing fucking and you can download everything. You can play whatever you want when you want. That's that's a like I said, damn good deal. I I I would if say that uh, once again, like we were talking about, uh, I forget when we were talking about it, but if say Game Pass comes to Switch, oh my God, I'm all over it. I'm all over it. I would be playing all types of Xbox exclusives. Yeah. Well, th- I think the biggest gripe that a lot of people had when the Xbox One first came out, and it's honestly still kind of an issue, is if like you have bad internet, like I have been dealing with for a long time, not as much now, but um, you have to like be online in order to play the games. So if, if your internet cuts out and you're playing just, you're playing an RPG that's obviously single player, like it'll say, oh, you have to be online to play this game that you don't need to be online for actually. So that's, oh, yeah. That sucks that they have to verify the license all the time. I think it, I, yeah, I know. I think it's mostly if it's like a digital copy, if it's a hard copy, yeah, I'm not sure if that's the case, but um, so. I'll be lost on the Switch if Xbox Game Pass. Maybe I'll play more games because I always in my period, I always in like my, yeah, I was going to say periods when I'll play 
I'll be on my game console like all day, every day. And then I, you won't see me on for like months on end. And then I'll come back like Monster Hunter. I'm starting to notice like I'm starting to like be on less and less. Mm -hmm. Jamal, you're on level like 800. You, you beat the game already. <laughs> I need to get to Hunter rank 999 and then I'll and then I'll stop until the next update. What Hunter rank are you now? I don't know. Maybe I'm not. I didn't have been playing that much. So at most I'll be like 80. I want to say. Okay, good, good, good. I'm glad. I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> it uh, was going to be a problem if you said anything in triple digits. I'm trying to be invincible, dog. I don't know what you mean. I'm trying to be invincible in Monster Hunter. Great segue. So let's get into season one. Well, as we all know, that first episode, insane. And But like when it first started off, I was, I was liking the art style and animation that I was already like just from the trailer. I was just like, all right, this is a show to definitely check out. But then like I was kind of iffy when I saw like the bootleg Justice League. I'm like, Chris is really telling me to get into this show. I'm like, like, I, this better not be some like parody of like Justice League or something. I swear. Yeah. Some alternate universe Justice League bullshit. No. Like shit. I thought the same thing. I was, I was like, no, this, why? Like, this can't be, come on, come on, right? You were like, what are we doing here? But what saved it for me was the dialogue within, like, the first five to ten minutes. Like, the initial interaction between the mortal and Omni-Man, I think it was when a mortal tried to, like, go save some random guy that was about to, like, fall on the ground, and Omni-Man just swooped in and said, oh, I got him. And then Immortal looks sick, like, okay, why are you here? Like, nobody called you here. So I was like, oh, okay, something's going on here. And then, yeah, things just went from there. That's a great scene. And you see so much foreshadowing uh, in, in that scene. You're, you, and you, get, you start to get a feel for the characters and everything. Like, even in, when they all pan in and, you know, they got the superhero frame, Omni-Man is the last one that kind of just kind of floats in last. Like, I don't know if anybody else noticed that, but I love that that part of the scene because it's like, oh my God, this, I, I knew the show was going to be great uh, before because obviously, like I said, I, I, I read the comics, but when I saw that they started the show off like they did, I was like, oh yeah, this shit is, is going to be insane. And then, uh, yeah. I, I I loved it. I ended up loving it. Well, after the fact, little did I know how important the villains were going to be in that first sequence. I can't remember their names, but, you know, the blue dudes. The Mahler twins? Mm -hmm, the Mahler twins. They have, uh, they have specific names, but I heard them, like, once. And I was like, I'm not going to remember that. But, <clears throat> like, the Mahler twins, I was like, oh, these guys don't matter. But then, you know, as we'll get to throughout the entire season, they're just like, okay, well, they have a much bigger role to play here. Yeah, like I just see like, all right, they're big blue. I'm like, and I see it just like, I'm like, all right, this is also, I guess, just the intro just to show like who the guardians of the globe are and everything. So I didn't really take them seriously, but each villain, well, most of the villains that they show have a role. Like, for example, the first villain that Mark fought, Titan, I didn't think he was going to be important at all. Little did I know, like, once the season kept progressing, I'm like, all right, this guy is important. I didn't even realize it until I just rewatched the first episode the other day. 
that Titan was in that episode and he got his ass kicked by Invincible pretty easily. And though, uh, never mind, I guess we'll get to that. But yeah, Titan, the, the whole Titan character in itself being a part of that show, it, it makes, makes the show that much more interesting because it's like a contrast to like Mark's life in a way. It really was. And you saw how uh, they, they played on that in the show. But back to episode one, right? We're, 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 we're skipping ahead on ourselves. Let's go ahead and get into uh, what did you guys think about the relationship between Mark and his family in general? I, I specifically think his relationship with his mom is special. And uh, they, they start, started us off with a bang with him, you know. Mom, get out of the freaking bathroom, you know? So I just want to know how you guys feel about Mark and his relationship with his family early on. That first episode, um, I mean, everything seems so, I don't want to say generic, but everything seems so like, you know, typical suburban mom, typical high school kid, like after he got his powers. And I think Debbie was trying to get him to like, go to bed because he had school the next morning when he was like trying to you know teach himself how to fly and then he was like oh make me and then Debbie goes oh does that make you feel strong like do you you know do you feel good since I can't do anything since I'm not a superhero now and um, obviously that that changes completely throughout the season but Mark really had like a whole phase just in that first episode it's like hitting a second puberty thinking oh I'm the man now I'm a superhero I can do whatever I want kind of thing but you know how Omni-Man wasn't happy about him getting his powers at all in that first episode and just like you couldn't really tell where it was going like I couldn't figure out why Omni-Man would be upset that his son finally got his superpowers especially since it seemed like they had been waiting for such a long time my initial impression of that <laughs> but wasn't yeah that he was upset about it it was just kind of like oh shit I've been waiting all this time and supposed to happen earlier in his head but then when it happened, I guess I, maybe this is just kind of throwing shit at a, at a ceiling fan, but I think like, obviously his whole plan was to like conquer the planet and prepare it for domination with his son. But then early on, he was like caught up in being a dad and being a human uh, because it had taken so long. And, you know, we'll get to that later on, but like, you know, after the, what's 17 more years. Well, to him, nothing, but, you know, obviously there's a connection to literally the last episode there, um, at least in my mind, but maybe I'm thinking too deeply about it. I thought when he was pissed, it was more like, well, fuck, now that's somebody else I'm going to have to, like, have to go against to make sure that I have the planet on lock, because I, I think it happened somewhere in this episode where he was, like, fighting those those aliens guys, and he was like you don't seem to understand earth isn't yours to conquer that happened like around the same time where mark was like his powers were starting to kick in in either in that episode or the beginning of the second episode i'm not sure yeah the, but, the uh, aliens are the second episode oh okay um, but yeah either way it gave off that vibe in the first episode also so I think that it's just uh, very interesting that they that they chose the moments that they did uh, from from the comic, and um, like I said, they they pretty thoroughly go over. Um, but there's little things that they changed here and there. They really don't leave out 
any they leave no stone unturned from from the comic really but like i said i just the interpretation of that like it's crazy how they how they put that all together and as adam was saying they wove it in to the entire show like i the facial expressions that Omni-Man makes at certain points, I'm just like, oh my God, like people don't know yet. Like people don't know. Like as, as soon as, as soon as I saw that in that moment, I'm, I'm thinking because I, I know that the fight, that the fight is coming. I'm thinking, oh yeah, this is him upset because oh boy, got his powers now. And it's like, oh fuck, I've, I've been fucking around all these years now. I've literally had years to conquer this planet, but I've been fucking around. And I've waited for him to, for his nuts to fucking drop finally. And now they finally have, but I don't have a goddamn plan for that. So. Right. Uh, that, it, that was my thing. I think he was just like, oh shit, I completely forgot my responsibility because, you know, 17 years to... Uh, a vitronite is nothing obviously but like in human years that's like the entire childhood like he was going to games and his whole know, adolescence this, yeah yeah like the whole daddy thing and then over the years he like it actually got to him and i think when that first when mark got his powers he's just like fuck this is gonna suck whether it happens or not the way i thought it was gonna happen so i think that's what it was more about i don't think his initial thought was like I'm gonna have to fight Mark at some point. I think it was like, oh fuck, I like I I forgot to do my goddamn homework type yeah. shit. Did you guys know that he was lying about the puberty uh, or the, not the puberty the Vultramite the their home planet? When you mean like uh, the first story that he told? When he was telling him the birds and the bees of, of the uh, the the nice part the oh we go in and we help other planets. Uh not strongly i knew the guardians didn't really mess with him because of how uh like when he lifted that tank off of darkwing and darkwing just kind of looked at him and didn't even say thank you and like uh like jake said about the immortal thing and catching those guys that were about to fall like i knew there was something off about omni man but i didn't think he would lie that hard about it even after you saw the scene Oh, after I saw the, uh, oh, you mean the final scene? Uh, uh, not really. I didn't really start to. You didn't to, think about it? Didn't I didn't, I didn't think it? about it that hard until like, yeah, honestly, not until like episode seven. Where I was like, you know what? Maybe he's lying. Maybe they're not nice. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Adam, uh, Jake, Jamal, your thoughts. Uh, I was just going to kind of just add a little bit to that is like after seeing the scene so i i can't remember i think it was like right before i watched the first episode someone in the group chat was like oh my god what i think it was aristote when he was like oh my god when he killed the flash and i was like the flash what do you mean the flash like the flash is in this and then i was like oh they call him red rush and then he fucking killed him and i was like oh yeah well okay i understand what's happening now he's gonna fucking just kill everybody that's great so he does and then that's after the fact he told Mark this whole, you know, pretty story about, oh, we are the saviors of the universe. I was like, this guy's full of shit. And I don't know why. And I don't know what's going on. And I'm very confused, but I'm very eager to find out. So I remember I, I was at Chris's house and I was like, I have theories. And he was like, let me hear him. And I gave him like four different ones. He was like, those are good. I was like, yeah, they're, they're, they're not right, are they? He's like, no, no, they're not. 
It's like, fuck me. First of all, I was pissed about that scene. I was like, this show is fucking whack. Like, how are the main characters already dead that quickly on the first fucking episode? (laughs) Little did I know, as we find out, people were afterthoughts, but I honestly thought he was being controlled or or something um, when he was doing all that until he got to like the fourth person. I think the way he killed the the fish guy, I was like, okay, this is on purpose. And pretty much like Adam, like, what, what is this for? Like, who's next? What's the game plan here? I was confused at, through at least the second, second or third episode. We we came back from our sudden abrupt stop of the recording. Thanks, Zoom. Pay us. Somebody pay us so we can continue doing this without interruptions. But I think we stopped at a good point. But wait, who had our question? Oh, yeah, it was you, Wolpe. What was your question for us? So I was going to ask, what was everyone's favorite episode of the season? You know I love the fight. You know I love the <laughs> Like that oh, last fight, right? That wasn't a fight. That was an ass whooping, dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that, sure, that, no that was a man teaching a, a boy a man's lesson. My favorite scene in the whole show is by far when he's um, holding Mark's face in front of the train, and he's like, "May, maybe you'll learn this time." <laughs> that was in. That is traumatic as fuck when he held his head i'm like there's no way there's no way and then it happened my jaw hit the floor i was just astonished he knew he was gonna live through the whole thing and have to watch as all those body parts i don't think i've ever watched a cartoon that has made me straight up like floor my mouth like jaw hits the floor uh, if I'm in a cartoon myself, like, like multiple times throughout was, the season, I I knew it was going to get crazy, but I was like, dude, he's killing an entire train full of of human beings with his son's fates. What? Who thinks of that? It is insanely awesome and just traumatic at the same time. As if, like, I just I couldn't believe what I was saying. Like, I thought it was bad enough when that, since we're talking about that fight, when the first pilot got to safety, flew out of, like, did his parachute thing, Mark saved him, whatever, all's good, thank you. And then just to prove a point to your 17-year-old son, you walk up behind a stranger, like, barely even hold his head and crush it in front of your son with the blood and the bones and all that splattering on his face. Quote, now, where's that other one? Why? What a waste. (laughs) Oh, my God. And then the things that he's saying during this also throughout the entire fight was just fucking insane to me. Like, I couldn't help but think DC and Marvel would never. They wouldn't dare. (laughs) Do you think that he should have let the other guy go? I mean, he did shoot him. It's not like anything they shot at him did any damage whatsoever. They right. did the, the freaking hammer of dawn on him and still nothing. 
Yeah, the, the bullet didn't deviate from his plans or the Viltrumite's plan, so. It's like a mosquito just trying to, like, you know, bite him every single time. Cecil really hoped, like, knock him at, knock him on his ass, like that explosion for a couple hours. And it was like, oh, or do nothing at all. I think those little, like, zombie cyborgs had, like, the best chance. Like, shit, they actually were causing some dents in him. It was like a good little distraction. It looked like he was more annoyed than anything. Well, maybe that big thing at the end. I forgot, like, Hail Mary. Oh, the kaiju. Yes. Kaiju, if it, if Mark hadn't gotten involved, the kaiju and the mortal probably together would have had a good shot at doing some damage on him. If Mark didn't get involved, right? But Mark came in right at the, at the wrong time with the save. <laughs> and mortal really wanted all the smoke as soon as he woke up. There was no... Oh, where am I? What happened? He just woke up and screamed, Omni-Man! And then went straight for his ass. Like, how'd you even know where he was? Like, you just really just went straight for him. Can we address the fact, I just can't, I just think this is hilarious, that the immortal is Abraham Lincoln? Yeah, I, I didn't get that at first at all. <laughs> when I first thought, I was like, that's an interesting thing to show. Why is Abe Lincoln? Yeah, why? <laughs> thought he was John Wilkes Booth. I was like, okay, so you <laughs> killed Abraham Lincoln and now you're a superhero. <laughs> <laughs> the Lincoln man himself. That was just to show how long the dude has been around. Like the, that whole that whole little flashback is awesome. I love it. So before before I talk about like what my favorite episode probably is, uh, it's hard to choose from. But since he's immortal, like yes, Omni Man absolutely decimated him in episode seven but can't he still be brought back to life maybe that's part of the comics later i don't know chris i want to say yes i want to say yes too because like he yeah he like uh didn't he like crush his head or and then like like rip apart his body or did he just rip apart his body i think he just ripped apart his body oh yeah so he's coming back okay cool because remember Um, in the uh i was gonna say that i'm not gonna ruin anything like like we talked about but they did pick up his body. Cecil did come in and scoop that up. That's what I figured. Yeah, they, so, they showed that in the, the aftermath. Right. right, yeah, okay. So he'll be back, um, which is cool. I like him. He's the, like the one guy that Omni-Man can't just like kill straight out, you know, but that's fine. They should have called Battle Beast. Shit, they brought him to whoop, you know, Mark and everybody else. They should have brought Battle Beast, like, to fucking fight Omni-Man. That's the fight I want to see. That fight would be fucking wild. And I'm sorry. It's my bad, Adam. But that's a good segue to my favorite episode. Episode Same. 5. Same. What? <laughs> the Machine Head and Titan episode. Oh, my God. I, re- I watched that episode like three times. <laughs> that shit was A1 crazy. Television. I'm just going to skip to my favorite part of the episode real quick. When dumbass Invincible and Titan try to pull up on Machine Head and they're like, oh, yeah, um, we're here to, like, um, take you to jail or whatever. And Machine Head's just unfazed, doesn't even acknowledge them at all, and then tells them that he saw them coming, blah, blah, and then all those villains show up. And they just get wrecked. Everyone got beat up by Battle Beast single-handedly at some point in that fight. Like, <laughs> I like it, and I didn't see that coming. Also, that's the wild part about the fight because when they all showed up, they all relatively looked like dumb villains, like generic uh, henchmen or whatever. And he had a lion head, so it was like, well, I'm not going to expect much. It's episode five. And then what he did was wild. 
Then when the Guardians of the Globe show up, and then they try to step in, and then they all like die, <laughs> basically immediately. And then the cherry on top of that episode and that scene specifically is that all the other henchmen got their asses kicked. So, and then Battle Beast is just like, like this, this is beneath me. Like who does that? Just leaves. That was some boss ass shit. Like he he beat the shit out of an entire team and Titan, left like three of them for dead. Um, and then it's just like, yeah, I'm out. That's, this isn't even competition. This was light work. Holy shit, that episode was great. And then the whole Titan storyline too, like what I was saying earlier with the contrast of him being like an anti-hero, like doing things for good in his perspective, but it like being different from how Invincible sees being a hero and then how Omni-Man just thinks that it's a waste of time altogether, which kind of ties back to what he was saying in the last episode. Like, none of this shit matters, bro. You're going to be like 5,000 years old at some point so i don't know i just thought that episode brought a lot into the show and a lot into what's going to happen later on and it introduced a lot of characters like shrinking ray low-key is tough the way she was using her powers in in that episode like she shrunk or like she came up behind tethered tyrant or whatever and choked him and then shrunk so that she was the size of a shoelace and killed him i was like wow good shit um uh at the producers but yeah, that 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 episode, and I thought one of those uh, Damien Darkblood episodes were pretty cool too. Um, the one where he got sent back. But yeah, I was supremely disappointed in that. But I mean, I I can only imagine that he'll make a way back later on because he he already did it once. Wait, uh, disappointed in what? That he got sent back to hell. I was like, fuck, dude. Oh, and like, he was whole, right too. You, I right, and then Cecil was like, "Listen, I know you're right, basically, but you know we can't let you keep on doing this." It's like should have left it alone. <laughs> right, like I know I understand your point, but also he's like one of the better characters, so let's just you know help us out as the viewers. But I, I want to say really quick that I think episode seven was my favorite um, in terms of like. Like I already mentioned, like when we're watching anime and stuff, I look a lot at like the art style and sometimes the story doesn't really grab me. But like the plot for the plot development for episode seven was like next level type shit. Cause like obviously towards the end, everyone knows that Omni-Man is a, is a piece of shit like throughout the entire time. And was it, that was episode seven when, um, uh, when like Debbie found out, like she found the bag of clothes and like she got all the information that she needed. Because, like, the next episode was the finale. So it was like, okay, well, better now than ever. But, like, you finally you finally see the moment where you're like, oh, Omni-Man is about to unleash hell. So, and then at the end, he kills a mortal. And then this stare down at the end. And he, and he killed, uh, what's his face? The agent, Donald. Right. He, he grabbed his spine. Dude, I didn't know this. Like, in the comics, he doesn't die that early. He dies like at a later date. Later, but he still dies. Right. Yeah. He still dies. That absolutely is awesome. Dude, but Amazing. I still haven't read the comics. I'm not going to until like the show finishes, probably. But knowing that after the fact, I'm just like, damn, they really went ahead and like enforced the fact that Omni Man was a piece of shit by killing people's. Uh, like he, he was basically the uh, Agent Coulson from the Avengers of the show. And like 
everyone was like, oh shit, it's time to avenge Agent Coulson. It's like, okay, well, can someone fucking avenge Donald for the love of God? That no neck having ass fucking uh, Bobby Hill. Bobby Hill. Hill. He was dope, dude, but like his spine just exploded. Thanks. Great. But yeah, no, episode seven was probably my favorite because it was the, I feel like it did the best. Like it had action, sure, but it did the best in like finally setting up and, and really giving, giving us that cliffhanger that we've all been waiting for throughout the entire season. Man, I love what they did in episode seven too, Adam. One of my favorite parts of episode seven is back to where you were talking about with uh, Debbie and how she had found out about Omni-Man and you know, they, they get into their fight or whatever. And then the most powerful man in the world is sleeping on the couch for a night. Like that shit was so powerful that that whole fucking get out, out. Like she, she owned him in that moment. Oh my God. That shit was so powerful. Then, then you, you see, you see the hurt in his heart later on. Oh yeah. She was a pet to me. Yeah. I thought like that episode was as from a plot perspective was, was phenomenal i completely agree with that and i would say that was the climax of the entire season and that scene specifically that you just met chris when she threw the bottle at him wow i was like this is no longer just an animated series like it it already wasn't after the first episode but man this is like next level dramatics and side note the way he killed those like secret ops invisible people that work for uh cecil okay all right he really pushed someone across the counter they ripped in half shoved the gun straight to someone's face like he really just popped off like once that happened like we already know omni man pops off but that just started the whole finale like this guy really doesn't give a fuck about nobody he will straight up disrespect your whole existence like if you get in his way like, I'm surprised he didn't even go after everybody else. They must have got far as shit. Like, you are, like, he went out his way to be like, yep, what a waste. Oh, shit, where'd the other one go? Mark had to fight him. Like, all these people in the train, freaking, like, all right, a building's about to fall down. Like, yeah, I don't give a fuck about y'all. Like, he, you already saw that he beat the fuck out of his own son on that mountain. Like, all a bloody mess. Left a whole crater for him. Uh, I hope you guys saw Mark's teeth. Oh, we did. I was like, are they going to grow back? <laughs> But I guess they did. Shout out to Cecil's uh, technology. <laughs> <laughs> like shit. But yeah, for me, I thought like this might be cliche. Is that foreshadowing? <laughs> I think the season finale, episode eight, had to be my favorite. And it's not even just because of the action. It's because there's so much information and lore that they kind of build. Like, all right, we figure out the Viltrumites, like who they really are. We figure out more about Viltrumites in general. And their DNA is just a whole hack. Like, how is the order, like, the order you get, the slower you age? Like, that is such a hack. And then, like, what? Like, you could be living for a thousand of years, and you can barely look 30. And Omni-Man has gray hair, so that even just emphasizes how old this guy is. And episode 8 is also great because the birth of a meme. Think, Mark, think. Oh, that's great. I love that shit. It really is. Same with the, uh, the pilot that he was standing behind. I saw one today where over the pilot it said J. Cole thinking he's about to have album of the year and then Omni-Man is behind him and then on top of Omni-Man's chest it says Kendrick. Like, <laughs> oh, wow. I did not <laughs> see that one, but that is great. People are good. 
I didn't see that either, but that's funny. Do we have any like hopes for the next season? Um, do we have any villains that we want to see match up against anybody? Do we have any like I mean, loose the, ends I, that we feel need to be tied up? It's kind of this is one and the same. With that, uh, that episode with Titan and them, why was Omni Man just watching above not getting involved? Which leads me to my hope. I need to see Battle Beast versus anyone at any time just to see what happens and uh i agree with adam i would love to see damien dark dark blood come back and also i i need a new guardians of the globe personally i think the current like the new guardian of the globes the team team they're fucking whack other than monster girl and uh shrieking ray the rest of them are whack adam eve's pretty tight i think well she's not even part of the globe though yeah she's not a part of it oh that's true that's true she is tough though. Wait, so the new Guardians is it's Rexplode, it's robot. Duplicate, it's oh, Robot, right. Monster Girl, Shrinking Ray, and Black Samson. There we go. It's six of them, right? Mm-hmm. Well, before I get into that, uh, the reason that Omni Man didn't help uh, Mark was because he was talking about how, oh, you're going to learn a lesson. This uh, helping this guy is beneath you, blah, 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 blah. So when he saw him get his ass whooped, it was just like, well, I told you, but I also wanted to think it was partly because he wanted zero smoke with Battle Beast. You think so? Wow. Okay. I'm going to say that it was because he was testing not only Mark, but the Guardians of the Globe as well, because once again, he was looking at Earth's finest warriors and saying, this is all that you have to offer me. Like this, this, this is what you got from me, bro. This is what you got. This is who's supposed to stop me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So Omni Man, though, like in watching that, obviously took note of Battle Beast, or if he didn't already know about him before, because everyone knows that Battle Beast and Omni Man are gonna at some point come face to face. Who knows if they're gonna fight? I don't know. Time out. Time out. Time out. There's other Viltrumites. You guys aren't worried about I- them. I mean, we've seen them. The only one I'm worried about is that big-ass... Conquest. Yes, his name is Conquest with the white hair and all, like... That, that he is jacked as fuck. His name is Conquest? <laughs> yeah, I saw him, too. Like, the old, the older-looking Viltrumite, like, standing above or, like, floating above a pile of bodies. And there's a girl Viltrumite, too. Um, yeah, the the chick I heard is pretty raw, and I'm assuming the guy that you're talking about, um, I think streets say his name is Thrag, but I've intentionally avoided looking into it. Um, but yeah, that's the that's the smaller guy I think. Conquest is the big, burly, like white haired dude. Um, so after I finish the season, in my infinite wonder of what is in store, uh, I went on YouTube and you know. I actually sent you guys the video when I watched it, but uh, it's like, here's Easter eggs and all this stuff that you missed and extra details. And I remember the dude was like, I'm not going to spoil anything, but knowing what comes and seeing that, that quick pan of the other Viltrumites and Conquest in the front, he's like, listen, Conquest makes Omni-Man look like baby shit. And I'm like, okay. So I honestly, no I can idea. believe it because he looks older than him, which means he has at least exactly. a thousand years more fighting experience. But you're saying, but Adam, he, Adam said baby shit. Like what? 
Yeah. Yes. No, I believe it. That's because Omni Man. Come out, come out. And did you guys see how Omni Man cut through that that planet like butter during yeah. the episode when the um Aliens episode two? Yes. So in just seeing that, that alien race was pretty damn tough for the the new guardians of the globe. So I just want you guys to put that into perspective really quickly here. There are Viltrumites out there that are stronger than my man Omni Man. A hundred percent. I hope uh like there are at least a couple, like a handful of characters that can go like head to head with Viltrumites. And I don't mean like the Viltrumites that like were getting their asses kicked by the stronger Viltrumites, like the against conquest and at least not die immediately. Like hopefully Alan the alien is low key strong as shit or something. He should come back. He was he was dope. The only person I can possibly see, and it's Adam E. But she couldn't like get hit. I mean, she can rearrange Adams, which is tough. So like, I guess if she can get real creative, then I see. I feel like she can like compete with Viltrumites, but she can't get hit though. Like theoretically. Yes, theoretically, yes. No, I'm saying like her power. Oh yeah, exactly. She should be able to make like any material period right she built an entire treehouse in like five seconds she she made her own coffee in like five seconds like i wonder I if she's like homegirl from my hero where she has to like see something and like know what it is exactly in order to make it or if she's oh yeah like, rosu um yeah, i was yeah. thinking that but i don't know she just has to be really good at biology <laughs> and chemistry right i arranging I, doors and shit in your own house like that's very, that's a tough power I'm very curious if Battle Beast is just like a like a like one dude, and we don't learn more about his species. Or, oh, I hope there's more. I pray. Or if that's like the one species that can like rival the Viltrumites, and we see something down the line with that, where it's like, oh, conquest is cool, but have you met this other fucking lion man? Like, oh, okay, well. Let's just destroy the entire galaxy really quick. That'd be tight. And the other wild thing to me about that concept about a beast is he got hired by Machine Head, like a street cred thug crime lord guy, Right. like hired him. And then he shows up and beats the brakes off of every single one of Earth's heroes. Like that's too much mystery for him to not show up. I, yeah. Shit, watch him be part Viltrumite or something. <laughs> That's a good point. Like, how did Machine Head even contact him? It looked like they came from like a whole different like dimension or just place in space or the universe. I'm like, because he's got money. Okay, what's his money got to do with contacting someone outside of the planet? Chris he's got money. <laughs> All right, maybe I don't know. I guess he has like whatever C Cell's organization info is. Oh, speaking of that, that's crazy. How like. Drinking tap water in America, you can't see certain frequencies of light. I thought that was oh, trippy I, I as like shit. That. I thought that was that was yeah. great. The, the white room is awesome. Did you? Oh, first of all, they really love planting shit everywhere. So I want to let you guys know that everything that you saw in said show, like they're not leaving anything out. They're leaving no stones unturned. Like I keep saying. And they're not going to forget about anything or anybody. So everything that you, you saw most likely has something significant that's going to play a part 
coming in the in the near future here. So I can't um, wait for you guys to see some of this shit. It's gonna be great. <laughs> Chris, based from what since you already read the comics and stuff, and based off of how season one is playing out, what without giving away spoilers, are you looking for and or hoping for? I just need to see more of what they're doing. Like they I'm telling you like when I say that they couldn't be doing a better job of adapting this to a show, they are absolutely knocking it out of the fucking park. Like if they continue on the way that they're doing, continue on bringing in the characters that I'm waiting for them to to bring in, like it's about to get, oh my God, you thought that season one was crazy. Woo! Season two should be on fucking fire, man. It should be on fucking fire. You, you, you guys are going to be like, bro, this shit doesn't slow down. Like, where is the breaks? There is no breaks. I promise you. There's no fucking breaks. We're all, we're on this roller coaster from here on out with, with no signs of stoppage. Uh, Chris, I was going to ask you something about that. Since you did read the comics, I heard a lot of people complaining about like the pacing of the show. I think some people thought like it got to the shits a little too fast. Do you feel like do you feel like everything happened in like a timely fashion? Do you feel like they rushed it? Do you feel like you know, everything was paced perfectly. People forget that these episodes are 40-minute episodes. They stuffed these episodes with as much shit as possible. And I wouldn't be mad if the show was three seasons, if it was three really fucking good seasons, or even four seasons, if they stretched it out, did whatever. I love the fact that they gave everything that they did give and told us everything that they give, because if not, some of the shit just doesn't make sense. And then the people that they need to come in for season two, they have to have that shit happen the, the way that it happened. Well, that, that's all that I can say about it. I, I, I can't give away, but they have to have, have it happen the way that shit happened. And Good. they changed up time, the timeline a little bit on shit too, but nothing significant, nothing that's going to change anything crazy. You know what I mean? Another thing I'm looking forward to, too, is um, where the hell did Nolan Grayson go? Like, he just left. Like, did he go? Because there's no way he pulled up to the Viltrumites and was like, oh, yeah. You know that thing I was supposed to do a couple weeks ago? Right. Yeah. There's a problem. <laughs> Went back to work to request a transfer. <laughs> so... That and what's going to happen when Mark sees him again? Like, how is he going to react? I'll have you, Dad. Oh, and Debbie, mm. too. Like, damn. Like, where does she go from here? So uh, we're coming up on the last couple minutes here. What is everyone's, um, not, like, overall prediction, but what is just one prediction that you, like, really want to see or you think you're going to see, whether it's in season two or three? I'm going to just shut the fuck up at this part. You guys go ahead. Yeah, besides Chris. <laughs> I'll go first since I brought it up. I'll give you guys a minute. So obviously I have no prediction. Like I already mentioned like what if there's like a, you know, a battle beast species that comes through and causes all this shit and stuff. But uh, I think they're going to go balls to the walls and straight up like Earth is going to get destroyed and everyone, every human's going to die. And like it's it's gonna be some other like outer outer worldly shit like Earth is gonna be destroyed like no doubt. I think that so Mark is definitely gonna learn how to develop his powers a little bit more by fighting the villains that they showed at the end, and I think that 
either he's going to go to space and travel out more or a Viltrumite is going to come at the season finale and that's going to be like Mark's real test to see how much he's improved over like season two since, you know, he fought his dad at the end of season one. That's what that's at least that's my prediction of how the show is going to go in season two. For me, I'm expecting a lot more interstellar travel. Um, we already know he's going to probably have to go back to Mars to handle that thing that he messed up. Um, I, I, had a, I also had a quick question. Does Cecil have powers? Like, is that teleportation thing him or is that just like a, a machine that does that? The machine. Like he has a watch. Remember that he was going to give to Mark and E to teleport them away. Oh, OK, so it's not a power. Okay, so I was, I'm expecting like a heel turn from Cecil. Like, for some reason, I feel like he's just going to turn evil and like he's seen too much. He knows too much. Someone, someone good is going to have a heel turn or someone very bad is going to have a face turn. And if it's a, if it's a bad person making a face turn, I hope it's Doc Seisman because he was the most entertaining villain to me. He's hilarious. Or, I don't even. Eh, yeah, I, um, I, I, don't, I don't see Omni Man as a villain. PhD in what? In seismology, women's studies, and African dance. <laughs> <laughs> That's absolutely fantastic. Nah, that was fantastic. And Jake? Yeah, I think people are going to be nervous about mark moving forward in general after seeing what omni-man did especially since he's not technically part of guardians of the globe right mark like error invincible yeah so um i think there's gonna be something about that at some point that's gonna come up and beyond that um i think more miscellaneous aliens are gonna start pulling up like those those green guys from the beginning they showed them at the end when uh, Alan and Mark were talking about shit, they showed them in a little montage of stuff. So them, other random stupid aliens are going to show up and then the more serious characters like the other Viltrumites and st- uh, people who can basically kill Mark in Guardians of the Globe are going to show up. And then Mark's going to look for his dad himself and run into wild shit on the way there. And... uh yeah, I peeped Battle Beast lurking in that montage too. So I'm expecting him to still be murdering people out there and find his way back to Earth. Side note, he did he did say that he was promised worthy opponents on Earth. So maybe if the Viltrumites go to Earth, somehow he'll find out and go there and uh we'll figure out his allegiance from there. <laughs> Could be that that face turn Wolpe was talking about. Mm, what, uh, what if there's another Viltrumite on Earth that is an Omni-Man or Mark? It's Amber. Yo! Especially if it was Amber. <laughs> she did know Mark was a superhero. True. Bro, there's so many predictions that are going on. And Chris is over here geeking in silence. And so who knows what's going to happen. whole time Rob, uh, Robot is pulling the strings like playing everybody by like a puppet somehow. <laughs> the only way to find out is in season two. So until then, Otaku Street out. Otaku.
construed out. Oh. Recording stopped. Recording stopped. Okay. Oh, I was wondering if you guys heard that also. Yes, yes we heard it. Every time. Now recording. <laughs> now recording. Thank you. Oh, Siri. man. That yeah, was I, um, that was that was definitely the most fun I've had uh, on this podcast so far. Is talking about that show. Go figure. I can't wait to do it episode by episode <laughs> when season two comes up. Oh, that'll be fantastic! It, it is going to be great. We we absolutely have to do it. There's the sheer number of predictions that you could just shit out are is just insane, and I refuse to read the comics because I I need it for i need it i need it to be a surprise yeah i need my jaw to just keep hitting the floor and every like episode. i want i want more content so bad like i want to watch these youtube videos and i'm just like no I, right i stumbled upon the comics when i was on the website that i used to look at comics i was like uh it was on their front page and i was like what the fuck is that that looks pretty cool and then i i looked at the the first one i was like oh this shit is about to be good and then by the time I got to like the fifth one, I was like hooked. I was like, nope, this is it. This is it. This is it. I'm going. I'm going through the whole shit. Was that when you first showed, like, first sent me that link to the comics, like, dumb some years ago, Chris? Probably. I think so. I, I remember you I sent me a link <laughs> to I'm one of those. I'm almost positive that I, I, I tried to put you on at multiple <laughs> points to, to this fucking <laughs> comic. Because I knew that I. I didn't know that it, that they were gonna adapt it. I didn't, uh, but I knew that if they ever did adapt it, that it was gonna be fucking an amazing, and they fucking did it a great job. Yeah, shit was dope as fuck. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited! I, but wait. people are saying like, with how long the comics were, this could be like a like a long series, like six plus seasons. Good. They, they, they were they were on both sides of the coin coin like they were saying like that uh they might have gave too much in the first season or that this could be like like if they pace it right then this should be like around six seasons and i'll be like yes please give it to me well we got 15 seconds left so See that ya. was awesome yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right this is people also we'll more we'll, we'll, we'll talk we'll talk <laughs> <Yeah>. when <laughs> Play it soon tonight <laughs>